The Iron Bowl is upon us. We're going to talk about that and more on the this episode of How to Talk Live. Welcome, everybody, into another edition of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood here, joined, as always, by Jake Thomas. Jake, the Iron Bowl is here. I'm excited. I know you're excited. I cannot wait to talk about it. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Just, uh, you know, full up on uh, turkey and dressing. Uh, and I still got three more this weekend to go through. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be sick of it for another year. But anyway, other than that, I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited. Uh, uh, the wife and I and uh, our best friends are going to be heading down to the Iron Bowl tomorrow. So we're excited about that. Uh, it's our first Iron Bowl. Uh, our friends, it's their first ever college football game, period. So wow. it should be a lot of fun. So we're excited about that. Cannot wait to be down there in Tuscaloosa. So if you see us down there, feel free to come and chit chat with me. I would love to meet uh, each every one of you. Uh, Jake, before we get started, everybody knows the drill. If you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We appreciate everybody that is tuning in to Tide Talk Live, whether it's on YouTube or in the podcast form. We still have uh, hundreds of, of listens uh, on every episode on the podcast form as well. So uh, we're really thankful for that as well. Uh, so, uh, Jake, uh, you know, there's so much going on right now uh, in the SEC. Uh, yeah. in, in, in the state of Alabama, the Auburn coaching vacancy is, is really taking over the headlines. And, you know, the game is not being talked about as much as what, you know, maybe the players or, and the coaches that are actually on the team right now would like. But uh, before we really get dive into the X's and O's of the matchup tomorrow, what are your thoughts on the, the open spot there uh, on the Plains? Well, you know, beginning of the week, it was almost a foregone conclusion that Lane Kiffin was going to take that. And then, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, especially Wednesday, it just – it was, like, back and forth. I mean, he, it was, like, straddling the fence, per se. One hour you have Lane's lead, and the next hour was, like, well, he's going to stay, and Auburn will eventually change their focus over to Hugh Freeze. Now, in my personal opinion, Hugh Freeze will be a better fit than Lane Kiffin there. I agree. Uh, you know, I mean, he he's got two wins against against Nick Saban, and and the thing about uh, the difference between Hugh and Lane is Hugh is more committed to staying at a program, you know, than Lane is. Lane kind of likes to tend where the best jobs at right now, and I mean, I don't fault him for that. But Lane, but uh, but Hugh, I mean, who who ever who ever heard of Liberty football until Hugh Freeze got there and made them relevant. And he's been there seven, eight years now, I believe. And, I mean, they've been in the top 25. I mean, I never would expect Liberty in, in my lifetime being a top 25 football team, you know. And he's got him there. So, I think Hugh would be a better fit <laughs> consistent-wise for them to, to go that route. Well, and, and you wouldn't get quite all the outside noise that you would receive as with Lane Kiffin as your head coach. I think as an Alabama fan – I would fear the hire of Hugh Freeze more Absolutely. than Lane Kiffin. That's yeah. just my personal opinion. That's not a knock on Kiffin. I think Kiffin's a great coach. We've talked about that, uh, you know, a lot on this show before. But uh, I, I'm with you. As an Alabama fan, I would rather them hire Kiffin than I would them hire <laughs> Hugh Freeze. And right. I, I'm with you, Jake. I don't know what they're going to do. I have no idea what's going on. I, I've heard 
I've heard that for sure it's Lane. I've heard for sure it's not Lane. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Uh, I'm not even sure the board of trustees at Auburn know who the next head coach is going to be. And supposedly there was going to be an announcement today. And I don't yeah. think that's going to happen now. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. It could be after the Iron Bowl. Shoot, if it's Kiffin, he could make the announcement during the middle of the Iron Bowl tomorrow just to throw some shade at Nick Taven in, in Alabama. Oh, yeah. That would, not, that would not surprise me at all. But uh, th this this vacancy and this, uh, you know, this kind of back and forth between Kiffin has been you know, really wild to follow this week. And, you know, I don't think it's over with. I think there's still a couple of days before something for sure or concrete is, you know, made. But we'll find out. It looks like Matt Rule's probably going to take that Nebraska job from yeah. everything that I've been seeing today. So uh, he's a name that's off the board. I don't think Auburn was really pursuing him. Uh, but uh, it's, it feels like they've kind of put all their eggs in the Lane Kiffin basket. Uh, so we'll just kind of see what happens there. They've kind of uh, – you know, ever since this is kind of Auburn has fired Brian Harson, Kiffin is 0 3. Mm, yeah. Yeah. They, they lost, who'd they play before Alabama? Uh, was it AM? I can't know. They lost Alabama. They lost, mm -hmm. who'd they lose to? LSU. 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 Arkansas. Yeah, they, <laughs> they lost to, yeah, they lost to Alabama, Arkansas, and then Mississippi State last night. Mississippi State. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, just crazy that I mean, you know, that they finished eight and four, and you know, look, like we said, Kiffin's a good coach, but do they do they want eight and four? Is that what Auburn wants? Um, I mean, we have talked about it, you know, before on this show about how the this historic run for Alabama has put in a mindset that some teams are better than they historically are. And we talked about Auburn is historically a nine-win team. Now we don't care. I mean, we're fine with them trying to get better. That's what I. That's what football teams are supposed to do. But historically, they they are nine. They are about an eight to nine-win team, and they once in a blue moon, once a decade, they have a great run where where they get in the national championship game. That's just historically who Auburn is, right? You know. So I, you know, I I don't know. I mean. If they want eight, nine wins, which they should because that's what they are, then they'll be fine with it. But if they want that next step, you got to go out to Hugh, Hugh Freeze. That's just my personal opinion. I agree with you, Jake. I'm 100% on board with you. If I'm Auburn, I forget Lane Kiffin, and I go for Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and I think we, it's for the same reason. I think we both mm -hmm. believe that, that Lane Kiffin can get Auburn to nine wins a year mm -hmm. and, and do that pretty consistently. Hugh Freeze will get you the nine wins a year, too. But then about every fourth or fifth year, you're going to be, you know, probably playing Alabama in the Iron Bowl for a chance to go to to, the, to Georgia, to Atlanta for the SEC championship game, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to, to make a bid for the college football playoff. So, exactly. Uh, I, I just think I, Hugh Freeze gives them that extra gear that they would not mm -hmm. get from Lane Kiffin. But that's just my personal yeah. opinion. And and one other thing I want to want to say is Auburn, honestly, has backed themselves into a corner because with Cadillac situation, the fans mm. are are one hundred percent behind Cadillac, and he has got the team we talked about playing real hard right now. But it it's pretty much a foregone conclusion he's not going to be the head coach, even though the right. fans, a lot of fans, are wanting him. This new administration, new coaching staff comes in, they better hire him as either <laughs> offense coordinator or running backs coach, or you're going to have mutiny again in this situation. Yep. So I mean, they pretty much painted themselves in the corner 
and it's it's gonna be real bad, you know, to you know, and at the and if it if they do not hire him. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's obvious that you have to keep Cadillac on staff mm-hmm. Absolutely. in some capacity. Yeah. I, I'm with you. If they don't do that, they're just they're just dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay. but uh but I think that's that's enough of, of coaching talk, Jake. Let's just get down to the game. Uh you know, look, Alabama's the better team. Right. Uh, you know, we, we all know that. Even Auburn fans know that. Um, but, you know, like you mentioned, Cadillac has this team playing with their hair on fire. They play mm-hmm. hard. They play with belief. And, and they, they really, you know, want to, you know, be great for Cadillac. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Alabama is, you know, I, I don't want to say disappointed in where they're at because the truth is, Jake, there's still a slight possibility they can make the playoff. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's slim and not and not, you know, really – Probable, but it is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but this team already has two losses, something that is not used to having uh, come Iron Bowl time. Uh, so the mindset of each team is going to be interesting to start the game. Yeah. I know we kind of talked about it earlier in this week when we when we recapped the Austin P game and just kind of gave a quick look ahead to this game, Jake. That the that the emotion going into this contest, like that first quarter. Mm-hmm. is going to be something to watch out for, for for both teams on how they come into the matchup and how they're prepared uh, to, to deal with the emotions of the environment and the emotions of the magnitude of the situation. You know, this is likely Cadillac's last game as Auburn's interim head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, you know, you know Bryce Young's last game in Bryant-Denny Stadium, possibly his last game overall for Alabama, depending right. on what he decides to do, you know, in the postseason. So there's a lot going into this game outside of what's going to happen in the game in between the lines. So just your thoughts, Jake, on on just the emotional side of this contest and how you think that's going to play out, especially, you know, there in that first quarter of that, of that matchup. Yeah, you're 100% right. That first quarter, you know, I think it's going to be a grudge match. I mean, it's going to be two, two powerhouses, you know, going toe-to-toe. It's like Muhammad Ali versus, you know, Whoever you know, he he fought back in the day. That was another powerhouse. Maybe Tyson and Frazier. Maybe Tyson and uh, and Vander Holyfield. Top top five. It's just going to be you know. But I think this game is is going to be very important in the trenches. Who wins in the trenches? And overall, Alabama's offensive line is is far better than than you know Auburn's has been this year. But defensive line i think this alabama is going to have to to show up defensively on that defensive line and you know at least get some pressure on on ashford and if uh you know the they they run it up the middle you need to get a stop or at least hit them on the on the line to get get the linebackers there in position to make a tackle on jacques hunter or tank bigsby so we just can't let bigsby and and hunter have a big big day on the ground so I, you know, that's that. That's one thing I, I'm uh, I'm watching for is how we do in the trenches in this game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, so that's that's really a big part of the game for, for both teams. You mentioned Auburn's offensive line; they're they're not that great. They've had a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really push anybody around. So it's it's really important for Alabama's defensive front to 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 slow down really the the one-dimensional offense that Auburn is, Jake. Let's just call a spade a spade. You know, Robbie Ashford, he's he's improved, but uh, he, he's not a playmaker in the passing game. He doesn't really have any playmakers to throw it to in the passing game. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're really relying on his legs, 
on Tank Bigsby and then Jacquez Hunter, Jake, uh, to make yardage on the ground. And and I just don't see how they can do that enough for four quarters to match what Alabama and Bryce Young is going to do on the opposite side, Jake. I think that that Bryce Young in this offense, uh, now that Jameer Gibbs is probably going to be back, Cameron Latou is probably going to be back, I'm anxious to see how they utilize Jace McClellan with Gibbs back, Jake, because I right. think you still have to feed McClellan. McClellan mm-hmm. is without a doubt Alabama's best in between the tackles runner. So I think it's – and Auburn's defensive front is vulnerable against the run up the middle. So right. I think it would be important for Alabama to establish that physical rushing attack with Jace McClellan and then use Gibbs to make plays after that, you know, in space, create mismatches, uh, wear that defense down. Then you hit him with Gibbs who, you know, with, with a burst of lightning and he's going right. for 80 yards. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Bill O'Brien uses – McClellan and Gibbs this week because I think they both could be in for huge days in different ways against, like I said, this Auburn defensive front that's really vulnerable against the run. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Justin McClellan has come on fire the last couple of games here. Uh, he had a really great, great showing last week. Uh, uh, I think 155 yards rushing is, is what he had. So, you know, you've got to feed him a little bit, but you also got to give Gibbs uh, his opportunity as well because, I mean, Talent-wise, he's probably the best running back, you know, in there. But McClellan's right there with him. Uh, I would like to see – I know it's kind of late in the season to, to try to change formations, but having both of them on the field beside Bryce Young in this game. I mean, it it's the Iron Bowl, and it's pretty much we're, – we're not playing next week, and and then we got a couple of weeks to the bowl, bowl games. And, I mean, just throw it all out there. Bill I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. I think this is the week yeah. in the game that you kind of let it all hang out. If, right. if you're Bill O'Brien, don't mm-hmm. hold anything back. You have nothing to lose. And by the way, Jake, I'm not sure that Bill O'Brien will coach the bowl game for Alabama. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's he's, a lot. There's a lot of talk mm-hmm. that he's probably going to take that Georgia Tech job. Yeah. And and I think that could happen as soon as Sunday or Monday. Yeah. So you know, just you know, if he wants to to show the Georgia Tech that hey, you know, this is what this is what I want to do. You know, for you guys, here here, here you go. This is the opportunity and, to do it. And, look, we've talked about Bill O'Brien. Uh, neither one of us are happy with the job that Bill O'Brien has done. But the dude can coach ball, Jake. He's just exactly. – he's much like Doug wasn't a good fit last year as the offensive line coach. Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien is just not a good fit for Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, right. and that's okay. The two things can be true at the same time. You know, Bill O'Brien knows football, but he just doesn't fit well at Alabama. Right. And, you know, exactly. it's just – it was just – it was a miss on Saban's part uh, hiring him. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a bad hire at the time. You know, when right. you bring in Bill O'Brien, you're thinking, man, that's a great hire. I mean, he coached the NFL. I mean, right. I mean, yeah. he, he coached Tom Brady. He's coached right. Sean Watson. He's coached some of the best quarterbacks to ever play at the next level. And, and for whatever reason, it just didn't work at Alabama. Not that it didn't work. It didn't work to the standard that it should have worked. Right. It wasn't mm-hmm. a complete failure. I mean, Alabama's still averaging 40 points a game, for crying out loud, like six, <laughs> like six in the country in scoring. But it's not what it should be. Right. It could yeah. be better. And that that's yeah. the point that, that Alabama fans have and, and that I think that most people watching Alabama understand that it's just not as good as it could be considering the talent on the field. Yeah, I, I've heard this my entire life, but and actually one of my old bosses, one that, that told told me this, but it feels like Alabama's offense this year has been consistently inconsistent. Yep. And that's, you know, I mean, 40 points, a lot of teams would be like, my God, I wish we had Josh's problem. We could score 40 points a game. 
But, you know, like like the Austin P game last week, we talked about it. You know, it was 17 nothing at halftime. I mean, it should have been 17 nothing after the first quarter, after the right. first three drives or, you know, right. something like that. So, it's just – you know, so it's it's Jake the the untimely turnovers, and right. you can't you can't just that's that's on the players, of course, but mm-hmm. it's also on the coaches putting it not putting him in the situation, right? Uh, it's it's untimely penalties, it's Bryce Young injury, all that has played a, a factor in into the performance that the offense has had this season, and and I, I think it's unfair to just pinpoint it on Bill O'Brien, but he mm-hmm. is the coordinator. And that's, you know, that's where the responsibility lies. Right, exactly. So, you know, he I, he's going to be great somewhere else. I mean, he has. I, I do. I think he'll be a good yeah. coach. I think he'll be a good too. coach at Georgia Tech. I do, too. I mean, he he did it at Penn State, you know. Yeah. So, uh, he's he's going to have a rebuilding uh, here in Georgia Tech, and uh, I think he's going to do real well there. And whoever the, the next guy is that comes in and OC at Alabama, uh, he's going to have a challenge on his hands. I don't want to look forward to the future, but I mean, he's got, you know, he's got, he's got to groom a, a new, a new quarterback for this, for this program. So well, that, that's for another talk, but the next guy is going to have his hands full as well. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of got off track there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but getting back to the game, Jake, we were talking mm-hmm. about how it was important for Alabama and Bill O'Brien to just kind of, to kind of let it all hang out this week or tomorrow in, in the Iron Bowl, Jake. And, and I think we'll see a little more, Flair. I would like to see a little more tempo. I feel yeah. like everyone plays better in the tempo. Bryce Young is obviously better in the tempo. There's too many plays where we let the play clock run down under five seconds, and it just kind of seems like it stagnates the offense. And I just think that, that the team plays better when they're when they're a little bit faster pace. And I look for that to go on, and I look for a heavy dose of the running game and, and some maybe deep shots in the passing game. Uh, you know, against an Auburn defense that is that is just not very good, if we're being honest. Right. And I have, I've heard you say this before, too, Stacey, that, you know, sometimes teams get ahead of themselves when they're, play, when they're doing play calling. And, you know, I've seen it a lot this year. A lot of teams play a lot better in a two-minute offense than they do their, their other 60 minutes, you know, 45 minutes of the game or whatever. I mean, I just don't know what it is. But, you know, I this that up-tempo, you – you go up tempo and you don't make you you have the alignment and and the personnel you need on the field that way your the defense can't make adjustments if they do you could probably get a 12th man penalty on them because they got too many people on the field and and you just go with what you got and make that work and I, i've seen it a lot this year i mean even in the egg bowl last night they i think the last drive Ole miss had when they had to go down i think they had like two minutes left to go in the game and they had to get a touchdown like 95 yards. They ran two minute offense. They got down there and they scored. I just don't understand why more teams don't do the up-tempo stuff because it can cause a lot of mismatches. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, Jake, before we, we give our score predictions, I, I want, and I'll give my three after you give your three, Jake, I want three things that you believe need to happen uh, for Alabama to, to win this game tomorrow. Well, it looks like it's gonna be gonna be nasty, you know. It's gonna be gonna be some rain, so we need some turnovers defensively, and you know, I expect that ball is gonna be wet. So, you know, I I expect Demarco Helen's to be a heat sinking missile, and and if he he pops somebody like we know he can, that ball is gonna be on the ground. So we need to call some turnovers, and uh, we just need to play play Alabama football, you know, just play within ourselves, 
and and just just go out there and have fun. I mean, like you said, this is probably Will Anderson and Bryce Young's last opportunity to play or will be the last opportunity to play at Brian Denny. Jordan Battle, same way. Um, who else? Um, you know, there's a couple Helms, of Byron Helms, yeah. probably Henry Totoa, Jalen Moody. Right. So just go out there and have fun, play your game. And, you know, and you've been in that program long enough. This is a very important rivalry game, and it's one that Alabama hates to lose in. So go out there, have fun, but but play Alabama football like you should have been all season and just, just make a statement, you know. And and, and the, the underclassmen who's coming back next year, make that statement that say, hey, you saw what happened in 2019 in the Citrus Bowl. This is what we're going to do in, in the year after we dominated college football and we won a national championship. That's what we're going to do next year to college football. Just wait. That's what I want to see. I want to see that grit, and I want to see that hustle that Alabama's, used, you know, we hadn't seen yet from Alabama this year. Yeah, all, all great points. I think mm-hmm. I think Alabama needs to play a clean game. And, and what I mean by a clean game, no penalties, no turnovers, and, and no – no boneheaded plays. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get a pass interference call when it's third and 15. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Don't no. do that. Jake, if Alabama just plays a clean game, they'll cover that 22-point spread. Absolutely. Because that's how much better they are than Auburn. Mm-hmm. But we haven't really seen that, at least consistently, from Alabama this season. Right. So they, they need to play consistently clean throughout the entire contest. Uh, I think we need – to establish a physical identity in this game, both mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. And I think we need to get Bryce Young to hit some deep shots when they're there. Now, if the rain is just, you know, pouring down, Unbearable. obviously that, that changes things a little bit on from that front. But but it looks like it's going to be kind of hit or miss, and mm-hmm. the, the timing of the rain could be more towards the end of the contest. So – um, it just kind of depends on, on the weather on that part of it. But but I would like to see the defense just come out and, and make a statement, Jake. This defense is capable of shutting this Auburn team out. Oh, absolutely. The, this defense is capable of putting a goose egg on the board. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think – I'm not expecting them to do that. But, Jake, they need to come out and make a statement. Right. Will Anderson, Henry Toe, Brian Branch, DeMarco Helms, Jordan Battle, Byron Young – those dudes need to come out and show that they are – and just play to that Bama standard on defense. Right, exactly. That, that, that's what I want to see from those guys. I know they can do it. Jake, they, they can do it. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Yeah, it's been absolutely. a frustrating season because of the inconsistencies from this team. But, but tomorrow you can make a lot of people happy mm-hmm. if you come out there and just slobber knock Auburn. Yeah. And, and and what a better way to to take out your anger and frustration than on your rival. Exactly. And a, and a big rival game. So exactly. And these guys can do it, like you said. And I, I'm looking forward to the matchup. Uh I, hopefully the, the weather holds off late in that contest. And uh hopefully by then when it comes in, Alabama has it in hand easily. So it won't make much of a difference. So yeah. All right, Jake. Before we head out, we gotta drop our score predictions. Uh Jake. I have, I don't know about you. I have struggled with a score prediction all week. I've changed mine about fifty seven thousand times in my head. Yeah. Uh, but but real quick, what's your score prediction for tomorrow? 
If, if it rains pretty much the entire game, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. You know, it's going to be a lot of clock run. Uh, but if the rain kind of in between and doesn't pick up till late in the game, Alabama has a chance to to use that weaponry uh, on on the offense side you know, and uh, have uh, Bryce Young throw it around. All that. If it's raining, he might not be able to throw it as much. But uh, I, I'm going to say like 35 to 35, 14, 35, 17 top top game. Okay, we're we're pretty much in the same neighborhood, Jake. I'm with you. It's the weather is kind of throwing a kink in this as well. Not only are the teams a kink in it, but the the weather is also kind of messing things up for me. I'm going to go 37 to 13, Alabama. I yeah. think that for the first quarter and a half, I think maybe even you know, with about six minutes left to go in that second quarter, you look up and Alabama's up like 10 to seven, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, it's, it's and then Alabama scores you know, right before half, and then just really takes over the game for the, for the rest of the contest. And and I think Alabama gets that win 37 to 13. Uh, I struggled earlier in the week to think that they would cover that spread, but the closer the game gets, I feel like they do cover, and I feel like, uh, you know, Alabama has a big day. And, and, and Alabama finishes the season strong to once again win 10 games in the regular season, Jake. Just uh, that'd be, that'd be, I think, 12 straight seasons of, of winning 10 regular season games. Uh, just a phenomenal yeah. feat. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, it, it's incredible. We're, we're complaining about how this season's gone, but <laughs> uh, again, a lot of teams would, re- would love to have a 10 win season, you know, so it's, it's, it's crazy. No doubt. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, all right, Jake, I cannot wait. I, I'll, uh, I'll be sending some pictures tomorrow from, from down there in Tuscaloosa. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to, to my first Iron Bowl game in the stands so i'm excited about that but uh that's going to wrap this episode up guys thank you so much for watching thank you for just enjoying our show whether it's on youtube or on podcast form uh we really appreciate everybody that 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 tunes into our show and all the positive comments that we receive there uh uh, on youtube or or in the podcast reviews or just wherever it might be thank you guys so much you make this possible. You make it to where we want to do this and continue to do this. So thank you so much for that. If you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, give this video a thumbs up, and jump in the comment section and drop your score predictions. But for Stacy Blackwood and Jake Thomas, this has been Tide Talk Live. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.